0: Today's episode of If We Ran Nintendo is brought to you by The Trophy Room. PlayStation for the players, by the players. Check out Joseph and Kyle and everything they're doing over on at Bad Beat Games. Check them out on iTunes. I believe they're also on that amazing Podbean and everywhere you can go. Please, take a minute. Go check them out now. You ready? No. Oh, my God. Will you... Just do me a favor and shut up. It's almost 11, man.
1: I'm sorry, Bobby. I'm almost there. There we go. Let me make sure I didn't break something else, but we're okay. This is going to save you trouble in the long run. Don't give me (laughs) shit. We ran
0: Nintendo. What is up, everybody, and welcome to episode one forty-one of If We Ran Nintendo. I am Bobby, the Nintendo Guru, joined by the greatest co-host in all the land, Mr. Sean Capra.
1: Bobby, it's good to talk to you, man. I'm—I uh, didn't know you're just going to launch right into things here. I got to get my Google Docs open and everything. I've got notes. Um, I'm—you know what—I've started to become a little uh, more prepared. But like back, like in the old days, when we we need, we
0: to, we need to start doing Google Docs because what I want to do with Google Docs, I, I want you to know, know what I'm thinking. For the show notes. Right. I want to take those right out and drop them into the show That's notes. That's what you used to do in the
1: when – you, when you died and you went yeah. away, I used yeah. to have like – I had pretty impeccable show notes. And you can ask Jason Lacey if he mm. ever comes back to life. He's mm. kind of he's, – he's
0: pulling a guru right now. You know that? Well – Not quite. No. I, like you went full guru. Back off. Back off. He's, he's got valid he, – he's fine. I know. I he's look. using you as a cautionary tale. He's he's very smart by that. He's yeah, very smart. It by is that. it is. He uh, saw he saw me and was like, mm, "I learned my lesson." You know what, man? I, I miss that Jason Lacey. Yeah, I do. Nah, I do
1: miss him a lot. I, I don't know how we got on this track,
0: but no, nah, I talk to him occasionally. I hit him messages and all yeah. that. And good good guy. I love him to death. I love I, him.
1: I, I like doing this. You know what? The show was the show was right with him on it. Can you hear the baby crying? Can you hear that nonsense?
0: Sounds a little. I hear something like real just fey. yeah, just in the yeah,
1: whatever. whatever. Well, I'm glad that you can just barely hear because for me, like my bones are creaking on the inside of my body <laughs> just like, Ugh,
0: uh, Baby I love that. I love that uh, during the podcast, you know. So, Sean, let's kick this episode off like we do each and every episode yes. with our shout out for our geek outs. I feel like it's been over
1: a week since we last got to geek out together, Bobby. Uh,
0: we're not geeking out. Uh-huh. We're not geeking out today. So, um, I want to throw uh, the first shout out. I mean, not that the person will ever hear it, yeah. but I feel like it's something that has to be done. Mm -hmm. Uh, Reggie fils Oh yeah. Um, he retired yesterday as we're recording. It was yesterday. Um, out of the blue, man, I did not see that one coming at all. I know. Is he like a lot older than we all think he is? Like he's 58. I mean, that's pretty good. He's pretty
1: young. He's retiring. He's young.
0: He's young, but dude, he's worth like. I think someone posted the other day he's worth like forty million dollars mm-hmm. or something. Is he, like, really? he don't need to forty million dollars. Yeah, he don't need to work. Is
1: it like family money or is it like that's Nintendo no, royalties that's his, and dude. stocks and, and things no, like that? Probably like stock options and
0: all that. And because he was he was, I believe if I'm not mistaken. He was marketing and CEO or some of that stuff with Pizza Hut. He actually created the Bigfoot Pizza. If you remember that, no, he didn't. Uh, that was a thing. Yes, he did. Did he really? He come up, like, apparently the concept and the idea and all that, that was his idea. What a genius. This yeah, guy. Had yeah, Hey, no idea. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So he's, uh, I feel like we're in good hands with Doug Bowser. I think he's going to do a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just very strange. It is. To me, anyway, to think like we're not going to hear from Reggie again. Mm-hmm. Um, like at E three, like that's the thing that I think is going to really bother me. Yeah, is I look forward to him speaking at E three. Yeah, at least like he was always an integral part of that particular direct, and uh, it kind of it kind of sucks that you know. But the thing that I do look at when I look at him, I go, he he sent the ship. He sent the he, you know he helped put the ship back on course right. Before he left, like him, Kimishima, they did a phenomenal job with the Switch, mm-hmm. fixed Nintendo, and they're like, OK, we can leave now. But that I just really
1: is it like they just yeah. kind of released all the numbers. They had a second terrific year. They were just yeah. short on those numbers. And like, yeah, this is an excellent time to leave. You don't yeah. abandon ship when everything is sinking.
0: Yeah. You stick out. You a- I love it. I did a Nintendo Guru daily yesterday and someone had, uh, posted on there like, it's just weird that they're leaving. He's leaving. I'm like, dude, it's John Elway, man. You yeah, man. leave mm-hmm. After you win the second Super Bowl, I'm and you out. just walk away, dude. Mm-hmm. You walk away on top. You don't know, give it a chance to, to crumble again. Jackie T did the same thing with Sony. Mm-hmm. He got them out. They were banging, you know, after, after the PlayStation launch. And then he was like, okay, I'm going. Right. See you later. Yep. You know, and, and it's it's kind of what you do, man. Yeah. It's kind of what you do.
1: That's got to feel very cathartic. Like, that's got to be the most rewarding thing. You're just like, yeah. you just go out on top and you just, you have nothing to apologize for. You have nothing nope. to worry about. You hand it to the next person and they're in gr- a great spot. Really, if nothing else, like, it's a tremendous amount of pressure yeah. for Doug Bowser. Like, oh, yeah, don't mess this it. up, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, and I wonder too, I kind of wonder if. The death of Iwata plays a bigger toll in this, meaning, like, Iwata passed away, and he was in the same boat as Red. You're like, how much more money do you need? Yeah. You're making money, hand over, but, and of course, they got one of the, in my opinion, I mean, I don't know what their day-to-day was, but, like, it's got to be one of the greatest jobs ever, you know? But it's got to be so busy,
1: though, man. But
0: when you're getting your balls kicked in because you have a bad system in the Wii U, I get it. I understand. You I know? think when
1: you're so integral, you're so entwined with um, Nintendo, like Japan, when you're when yeah. your uh, boss lives on the other side of the world, that is a 24 hour a day job, man.
0: Yeah, it's true. It's true. That's a tough one. So for me, I, he probably looked at it like, hey, man, Iwata died very young. Mm-hmm. We're mm, not promised. I tomorrow. see where you're going with this. Yeah. Good but point. I got we got Nintendo righted. Let me leave now. Spend a lot of time with my family. And just kind of live the rest of my days, wow, happy. Yeah, you know? and, and that's the only thing I could figure. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. like he must have just been like, "Hey, man, I seen what happened to Iwata. I love Iwata. We're we're riding high. It's time to go." Yeah. So
1: you know, I have a lot of respect for that man. And this in the mm-hmm. world of, and I I don't want to talk about union unionizing game development and all that kind of nonsense. Um, yeah. But Reggie took his life in his own hands really like he yeah. took his own path and he's like this is how i'm gonna make life better for myself not yeah. waiting for somebody else to make life better for me you know what i mean yeah, yeah I, I, I respect agree. that a lot i agree i'm I gonna agree. miss him you know as as um uh it, it seemed like he was reading off a teleprompter in his goodbye and yeah. like in a, in reggie style 100 like like even the way he said and thank you and like it was just very like his direct like it was just so reggie and yet yeah. still i'm still seeing like messages all over the internet and people like i'm flat out crying my eyes out at this Dude, goodbye
0: i got choked up man i know I got, but how I is that like,
1: only reggie can pull that off where he's yeah. clearly reading off of a teleprompter like a thing that he's not like he's not it's not even like he's breaking up and catching like tears while he's while he's delivering this message, mm-hmm. they just got nostalgic video playing over top, and and he's saying goodbye, and that, he's just saying the words. I don't know. He how did he manage to just have this perfectly prepared statement deliver this with no mm-hmm. real no real emotion? Like he was just making sure he got through it clearly, yeah, like a Toastmaster. Yeah. Yeah. And still, like he elicits this response out of people. It's it's no different from when he was at E3 live or pre-recorded to this message. This guy is one of the most consistent dudes in yeah. video games, if nothing else. So we're, I'm going to miss him. It's very yeah, weird. I, too. I, uh, I look forward to his hologram in future, in future video.
0: <laughs> him and Iwata. Yeah. I just, <laughs> like the Jedi yeah. Ghost of Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. I just, man, those guys, I just, you know. I always thought Miyamoto would retire before Reggie. Yeah. And I mean, I know Miyamoto's kind of quasi retired, but he kind of comes in and just does what he wants to do. He doesn't really, you know, he's he's more of an ambassador than anything. Uh, But also with Miyamoto, it's kind of hard for them to be like, okay, he's walking away. Yeah. How do you do that? You know?
1: Yeah. It's a different it's a different life that Miyamoto has. You know, he just he lives on a different plane than the rest of us mere mortals. Yeah, that's true. He kind of touches down every once in a while and then goes back up to his godly plane. That's true.
0: You know, he's a weird Um, dude. What about you? you? Got any? You have a
1: shout out? Well, we started out with one of my shout outs. It was truly to okay. Jason Lacey. I really do love and miss yeah. that guy, um, yeah, I, and too. I wish him all the best. Um, and also, uh, my other brother from another other mother, Luke Lore. Mm-hmm. I just want to give Luke Lore a shout out. He's helped okay. me through some stuff, so I just okay. really appreciate that. I had a really crappy Good. week, man. And that was Friday, so I get to talk to Bobby, so everything is good. Oh, yeah. I had not, I had not, not the best week. And I, got, I let um, stress and anxiety get the best of me earlier this week. But nah, Luke, Luke, Luke was very patient with me. I was sick of hearing my own complaints. So Luke was even more patient than I was with myself, so I appreciate that. Um, You're like, I know what that's like. You're smiling. Listen, I caught, <laughs> I
0: caught a little bit of it last week, so. What um, do you mean? What did I do last oh, week? Oh, boy. you Dude, when you called me. The, the, when i showed you the giveaway thing oh i know what was what was happening i don't even remember what the toilet or something was messed up or something was wrong and you just like dude the toilet, what the heck happened I, I know was like, i was not ready for a good i was not i was not helping I was like, you out there
1: you're like i'm excited oh, about this i'm like i'm really sorry man i just can't even
0: i, was like, okay, I can't even focus. i can't
1: man. and i can't even remember what the heck it was that's the worst part the toilet was broke or I something it was my toilet break it wasn't no was i mount- I don't even know man it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it that's doesn't the matter. worst part that's the worst so, thing, man. I'm damaging relationships, and a week later, exactly, I don't remember what it was.
0: Exactly, exactly. There's exactly. a lesson. Everybody else, night.
1: let that be it's a fine. cautionary tale. To everybody else, you know. Yes. Um, Holy crap.
0: I'm sorry. It's fine. I'm, I don't care. I, can't I know. Miss. Well, it, I, so much so I be, i just only remember it because you said something now. I know. you like, yeah, I know. You've been, been on, on. You've been on edge lately. I've been on, I've been on. I've been. I've been on a high this week. Yeah, yeah you're so, good. We balance each other out, so that's nice. Yeah, and Luke balances I, uh, me out as well. So thank you. My other shout-out is... I want to shout-out to... Miss Click. Well, kind of wrap it into that. Um, was... She helped me out by helping me with this giveaway. Um, I did Nintendo Talk Live with her last Saturday. And I announced this massive giveaway that I'm doing on my YouTube channel. Giving away a Switch and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and a Year of Nintendo Online and all this stuff. And, and you know... The one thing that I want to say, though, is I want to say thank you to everybody that has supported me, that has uh, helped me in any capacity whatsoever over the past year. Um, I mean, the list just goes down to people that have been there supporting me, helping me all along. Um, But the, the explosion that happened from last week to this week is mind numbing. To see the trajectory that things are taking off on. And it's just like, holy crap, dude. So I want to thank everybody that has supported me. I want to thank everybody that's followed me. Everybody that's, that's shared a video, done anything for me. Anybody that's new that came into the channel over the past two weeks and all that stuff. Like, thank you guys so much. You don't know what it means to see every single day, dude. People comment on the videos, man, I just found your channel, and I don't know how the heck you don't have more subs, how you don't – like, you should have a bigger following. Like, the outpouring of support is crazy right now, and it's just – Exactly what I needed at the right time. So nice, I want to thank man. everybody that was involved in that. So thank you.
1: Well, they're right. You should have more subscribers. And, and for everybody who does say that and think that, maybe they think that and they haven't commented, one real easy way you can help my boy Bobby out here. Just share it. Leave yeah. a comment. Hit that thumbs up. It's so important. It's so stupid. Like yeah. what a silly thing. Leave a thumbs yeah. up and leave a comment even just saying, I like this video. Great job, Bobby. Yeah. Share it. Put it on your Twitter timeline. Put it on your Instagram. Share it. Retweet everything. It helps leave an iTunes review. telling you, yeah. man. It helps more than you guys ever know. Look at our friends. Shout out to the guys at OK Beast. Yeah, they freaking launched this uh, Jumpmaster podcast, this Apex Legends podcast. They are they were number two on all podcasts about video games and hobbies. It was Car Talk and those guys, and it's because of reviews and sharing.
0: But how, it just blows me away, how do you launch and get that many reviews that quick?
1: You get, I'm telling you, man, it's the community supports those guys like nothing else, and it is amazing to see, and it's a lesson for all other indie communities to rally around the people that you support. Yeah. And I'm telling you, man, like just, I know there's a lot of new people who are probably watching the show maybe for the first or second time, Mm -hmm. and I really encourage you guys, if you like what you're seeing from not just this show, but everything else Bobby's doing on that YouTube channel. Share that stuff, man. It it really really helps. Yeah. You know, it was kind of like the first time that you came up on on my show, Bobby, <laughs> on We the Gamercast at the very uh-huh. end. Like re- that's what I needed right then. It was like yeah. I prayed anybody listening to this show get on this show, share this show, like spread this thing around. You know, like that was that's what I needed, man. That yeah, was that was probably true. three probably three years ago. Coming up on yeah. our three year anniversary, Bobby. Yeah, we're getting there, dude. So, we're getting there, man. We're getting mm-hmm.
0: there. I'm getting old. Um you have well, another shout already, out before uh, yeah, whatever. Exactly. Do you have another shout out before we move no, that's, on? Or? That's good. No, no, Luke and Jay and Miss okay. Click. So I wanna I wanna I wanna jump into the new segment that we've been doing, uh developer showcase. And th- basically what I want to do during this, I wanna take a moment, a quick moment, just to spotlight an indie game or any type of game that Basically, the developer has reached out to me to either do a review or do a video on or anything like that. And um, man, I just want to take a minute and, and say thank Sit you. Right to, there, tell you how. Happen- Sorry, <laughs> I want to. I want to say thank you to Hype Train Digital. Um, they are the publishers of this game. The developer is Inkstings Games, and the game is called Twelve is Better Than Six. Such a good game, dude. This is a you know top-down shooter, hand-drawn, looks like pen and ink. Um, It is just really a classic look, Uh, feels a lot like, um, you know, like a gauntlet type game. You're going from area to area, just taking out enemies. But basically, 12 is better than 6 is a hand-drawn pen and ink shooter with stealth elements taking place in the Wild West. The main character was wrongly incarcerated, uh, and he's trying to escape at all costs that he can get so that he can get his revenge. Uh, Live through the journey of an escaped Mexican prison uh, prisoner fighting for survival and freedom in the 1870s in the United States. Above all, it's a story about the people, their lives, and these people try to forge their own little piece of heaven in a violent yet hopeful new world. Um, again, it's just a really good game. Comes out on March 5th. Uh, you, you can go check it out on eShop. You can put it on your wish list. Uh, we get the trailer playing now. Uh, if you want to check that out and all that stuff, like go. If you, either you watch it here, if you're listening to us, go check it out on YouTube. Uh, it. I really feel like you don't want to miss this game. It's got unique sh- shooting mechanics. Um, you get to choose your own play style. Different locations, which are basically real life places and towns. They got you can visit Austin, San Antonio, Albuquerque, and Houston. It's just crazy the stuff they have. Authentic weapons. You can upgrade your weapons. It's just really, really good. So I encourage everybody to go check that out. So 12 is better than 6. Um, Game looks okay. awesome, man. I, want to, I know you're just kind of rolling through there, but, no, like, but go ahead, you sent me
1: the trailer, and I'm like, mm-hmm. we got to get this on the show, man. We, gotta yeah. we got to get this. And people listening to the podcast, head over to the YouTube channel and check it out. I, I got to say, the show has never looked better. We're stepping it up, man. <laughs> it's been a little while since we we're like take the quality up a notch. Yeah, the the show looks amazing. Yeah, and it yeah. sounds amazing. Everything is amazing. Yeah. Yes. We're building a wall. We're not building a wall.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but this game, seriously, this it game. looks so good.
1: Well, the thing is, like, you get these, you get a lot of these, um, indie games and you, and yeah. you like to spotlight them and that's great. Um, yeah. but as soon as I saw that trailer, I got so hyped. It's kind of, it looks like it's, um, like dual stick, kind of like in the style yeah. of like hotline Miami yeah. running around in this, uh, almost Mexico, but I think you said Texas. It's Texas. It's, yeah. yeah. It's Texas. Yeah. But very like, um, South of the border.
0: Yeah. Inspired. Yeah, so uh, basically with hand drawn aesthetic. So, so good, dude. What you're doing is you're using the left stick to aim. Yep. And then you're actually pulling the triggers. Yep. And then you can pick up different weapons that are on the ground, uh pick up knives and all this stuff and like, it's like it's my favorite new really style cool. of game. Like yes,
1: Holly Miami, Mr. Shifty, every like you yeah. played these kind of games, you know what kind of what you're getting into, and I was yeah. immediately captivated by by the style. So definitely yeah. check this out, man. Really cool trailer. Support Absolutely. these guys. Very, very cool.
0: Yes, definitely. Um okay. So all right. let's jump into some topics. The name that shall be never spoken again on the show. <laughs> Relax. Well, <laughs> Just calm down, <laughs> sir. <laughs> the, we're gonna call them the Ox from now on. Yeah, they call him the Ox. Uh So we have two topics that I want to get into. Yeah, these are good topics, um, man. So if we ran Nintendo, should we step in and reject games that are brought to the Switch with known bugs slash issues? Example being Final Fantasy IX. So A lot of times what happens is developers will port a game to something else, which in this case, Square Enix ported Final Fantasy IX to PC. They did a little bit of up-res to it, and there's apparently a lot of bugs in the game that um, people knew because they reported them after Final Fantasy IX went to the PC. Apparently, Square Enix just brought that game directly over to Nintendo and dropped it in and was like, we're going to port this over. Let's go. Nintendo, in all their excitement, was like, okay, bring it on. But I feel like there's a disservice by Nintendo here. Like, you, they need to, to I feel like they need to dip back into their well of the seal of quality. Mm-hmm. And put a team here to go, your job is, if we know that a game was ported from another game, like, we know a game is being ported over to us... You need to look and see what the bugs were because it's not difficult. It's so easy to find out if there's bugs in games. If there's bugs in the games, you need to then stop and then look at it and go, you need to fix this stuff before you bring it over. I don't care if it's Square. I don't care who it is. You need. I feel like Nintendo needs to step in here, but how yeah. do we do it? Like What, what exactly would you do? What do you think? What do well, you suggest?
1: I, I mean, I I think this is a great topic and I think that I'm getting a sense of where you are going to go with this. Like it mm-hmm. seems like I, I the first thing that came to my mind was that seal quality that mm-hmm. that really was enacted to begin with to sort of as a response to the crash that happened with Atari and all the crappy games that were yep. being made and so is this this symbol that video games were being evaluated before and actually run through some sort of process before being yeah. released that there wasn't just junk being delivered anymore and so i wonder as you bring this up like i wonder if that has still a place in the world like do we require that i don't think that the landscape even though we have more games than ever and there's probably by number the rod broad number of games that are that are really crappy yeah. probably exponentially larger yeah. than than it was back in the day but it's as a percentage of the games that are um that are out i think that there's still enough quality out there that we don't necessarily require this i think gamers and audiences aren't looking at a bad game as a symbol of like all games are bad i think that no. there's still a sign that uh, whether it's I me mean, you can just go to first party games from nintendo yeah. to, to go there is still hope and I think that, the, that that seal of quality was a symbol of hope that there is quality games that can be purchased and that, that there is an attention to detail. Yeah. So I'm nervous, man, because I think about, like, what what would the relationship be then? And how then, I, I have a couple things here. How yeah. do you determine, like, how bug-free does the game have to be? Like, there's I don't think there's ever such thing as zero bugs. So then do you go, like, five bugs? Do you, like, wait it? Do you go, like, there's a game-breaking bug, so therefore you're not allowed to release? I think it gets a little bit tricky. And then the other thing that I would say is, like, what if Square Enix is, or Ubisoft or any of these uh, companies who are supporting the Switch in a big, big way, suddenly are going to shut the door on them? Like, it's a very – I don't know. I feel like it's it might be a step backwards. I feel like Nintendo has evolved in a way. But I, but I see what you're saying. We don't want crappy games on our system if we run I mean, Nintendo.
0: I mean, the thing is, is we're in a very delicate situation right now because we're pushing 2,000 games right now into yeah. year two. Um, And if that's the case, where do you – and I think as I'm speaking now, I'm, I'm wondering where do you draw the line? Right. Do you then go to all the shovelware that's coming and go, no, 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 no. You need to hold up. We need to check your games more in depth. I think right now Nintendo is so understaffed that they're just pushing everything through. Mm-hmm as quickly as possible to the detriment of the, of the developers where developers are trying to get trailers put up. They can't get the trailers put on the webpage. Um, There's, there's, there's been complaints from different developers in that, in that ballpark, in that. Okay. So
1: I see what you're saying. So instead of this being a response to consumers responding poorly to, uh, or adversely to bad games, it's just a way of weeding things out so that you don't have this onslaught of of games is kind of like, okay, guys, go do your homework before That's you're actually the able thing. to hand us in. That,
0: yeah, I mean, the thing of it is, is, like, what, what bothers me is if, if a company knows this game had issues when you ported it the last time. Yeah. Why would you just port the same exact thing with the problems? Mm-hmm. To me, to me, anyway, it's a slap in the face to the people that have been supporting you. Yeah. Since you've come to the Switch. Like... Take a, take a minute here, Square. Like, I, what was it? A few months ago, you were getting slammed because you're hurting financially. But the only saving grace in all of that is the Nintendo fans buying all your games right now. Mm-hmm. And then you have the opportunity to do some goodwill by putting out a great game like Final Fantasy IX, and you give us a garbage version. Yeah. And to me, that's, that's more bothersome than... Like it's just like you're just gonna port everything over, whether it's good, bad, and different. And but it's who like, does that
1: hurt? Does it hurt Square more than Nintendo, or does it hurt Nintendo more than Square? Or it, like, I like, think I don't it hurt.
0: I think I think obviously it hurts Square. Yeah, but I think it it obviously hurt. because if it, but here's the thing, if it hurts Square, it ultimately hurts Nintendo. Because if sales, because here's what happens in my mind: people are pissed off about this and now they look at it and go, Well, do I wanna buy Final Fantasy 7 Because was that version buggy that when they ported that over to another, mm-hmm. you know, do we want to buy that version? And then Final Fantasy 10 and 10 2 and then like do we want to buy those versions? And it's like, do we want to buy seriously, do you want to buy Dragon Quest when that comes? Mm-hmm. Like I think you start to run into this area where it's like, hey man as a Nintendo fan, I want I want to support developers that support Nintendo, but if you're going to just send me your trash, I'm not going to keep buying it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where Nintendo needs to be careful. And they need to just go to Square and have a sit down with them and go, listen, guys, I know we're getting back into a good relationship. I know we had a, a rocky road for a long period of time, but you can't do this. Like, not, not just because and you're shafting Nintendo fans, you can't do it because on the business side, it's just not wise. It's not good business.
1: Well, it's funny because the end result would actually be that these, these publishers would ship up and create games that were of better quality. And it would be because of Nintendo. Like, the end goal would actually be for these, for these games to be, um, a little cleaner, a little yeah. tighter. And, but that's not, like, it's so, I, I, I don't know where I land on this because it's not necessarily Nintendo's responsibility to police the others because like sales should, spe- should, should be teaching those lessons on their own. Like if a game yeah. is buggy, gamers don't buy them. They teach the publisher and the developer the lesson that like we're not going to accept this crap.
0: Well, so, let's be fair here. Didn't,
1: didn't Nintendo set that tone though? Well, that's like, the thing. Well, and that's why I'm I'm struggling on this because you don't have to look very far. You just go to the first party stuff yeah, and go, well, if you guys are going to release all this buggy crap, it just makes us look even better because we're not wavering on our commitment to quality yeah. games. So you can go ahead and just port everything over, but just know that when we port things over, they're going to sell well every time because people yeah. know that things that come from the Wii U onto the Switch are worth it. Yeah. They're bug free. They're great representations of great games. And I think that's I think that might speak for itself, but Square I think, somehow I, think, I don't know, man. They're in a different place. All the companies come from different places. Where maybe Square's just trying to like fill in some gaps here. They're just trying to like get some cash in the door. We're sending them the wrong message by buying them, like buying Final Fantasy Nine just because we like Final Fantasy Nine. We're not looking at is this a good port? Like we almost don't even talk about that anymore. No. Like, I'm glad that's why I'm glad this is a this is a topic because we don't mm. really I remember back in the day, we always used to like, like, this is good port. This is a bad port. This is a great port. This is. a bad. And like, yeah. we knew what that meant. Um We started to get into that a little bit when we started to see that like, things like Rocket League come over, like Panic Button became the porthouse. Oh. Those guys are amazing. So I don't know, man. It's just a matter of like what you want to get out of it. And I think that I could be sold on this notion that requiring publishers and developers to reach a certain quality uh, with the end goal of limiting the number of, of uh, games that are releasing so that mm. games that are good can be highlighted and spotlighted and not be drowned out by all the shovelware. That mm. it could be sold on. Yeah. But well, I, I, think,
0: I think my fear is this. So you remember during the Wii U era, a lot of third parties jumped ship because they were saying, well, games don't sell well on Nintendo console. Right. And that's what I think ultimately I'm trying to avoid. I look at it and go, if we stop them from putting this trash mm. on the co- – because look, at, people bought Final Fantasy IX. It's done. And now they've already realized, like, hey, this thing's got bugs in it, bad bugs. Bad what bugs? We, what, what do we do here? How do we fix this? You know what I mean? And so my feeling is is you Nintendo needs to take a hard look at Final Fantasy VII that's coming at the end of this month and just go – Wait a minute, Square. Like, is this thing as bad as nine? Or did you fix it?
1: Well the thing is we should know better by now. We've seen them do terrible ports of a lot of things before. We've seen them do like chrono trigger on the PC. Didn't they just launch that not too long ago and it was that was bad too. It was a gong show, dude. So maybe like like the players play a role in this as well. And that that can be a bit of a as if I ran Nintendo, I might go, that's a bit of a uh, like you guys deal with this yeah like why are you buying this garbage excuse me, here's and, the thing. And, i think I do think, you want to be making decisions for gamers is also how this can be very twisted we have to remember that we now live in the world of social media and the the court of public opinion yeah. which can turn very very quickly if we're if nintendo is making decisions we've seen this uh really turn on sony recently with a lot of their censorship stuff I don't know, man. It's tough. It's a it's it's think, very
0: different. I think what Nintendo needs to do, because you need that relationship with Square. I think exactly. Nintendo, I think Nintendo recognizes but but here's the thing, Sean. Just because you need to just because you need the relationship doesn't mean you let them just throw garbage on your system at the same yeah. time. Well, I mean I like so the, the way think, you say that. That makes sense to me. I, I think I think what Nintendo needs to do is they need to go, we need this relationship. You need this relationship because your relationship with Sony isn't that strong over there. You're not selling the games the way you want to sell mm-hmm. over there. So listen, look, we need to work something out here. How do we work this out? It's very simple. Let us help you with the porting of these games. Let us work with you and just go, here's a team. Well, then you
1: need a cut then you need a bigger stake.
0: Well, I mean, who knows? I,
1: I mean, if you're going to apply resources into actually like making the game better, but you need a bigger it? cut.
0: And I'm sure, and I'm sure that could be worked out at the end of the day, but maybe up at 10%. Like, I I think they take 30 or 40% right now of the games that get put on the eShop. Yeah. But I would just go to them and go, look it, even if, because even if it's a show of good faith, Sean. even if it's like, hey, because I really believed all along that Nintendo should be working with some of their major third parties anyway to go, hey, man, this is how we crunch games. This is how we get games that are so big. This is how we compress them to get down to what they need to be. I mean, do you got games that are 5 gig? Like it's May insane. And then you get you got games that are like like why wouldn't Nintendo go to like a go to a game like or a company like Rockstar? And go, hey man, we want to get Grand Theft Auto over here. You know what I think that
1: gets us back to though, man, is like the old Super Nintendo and Genesis days where you had like like Aladdin is a different game. Yeah. Like where you yeah. actually have like completely different builds of games. You're you're like, we've gone a long ways away from that. From that's like not we're got to porting. It. Yeah. It's yeah. right click save as more yeah, or less. Yeah. Um but yeah, we we used to have like that's really what you're talking about. Is yeah. like help like create almost two games parallel to each other. Yeah. It's kind of where yeah. you're going, but yeah. uh, so I don't know, man. There's I don't know. I'd like to hear what people think, maybe in the comments. Um, but I'm I'm hesitant. I'm hesitant to. I mean, to I, understand
0: your, I understand your. I understand your your hesitation. I get that, but I also feel like we owe it to ourselves and we owe it to our partners to make sure that they're putting out the best quality game not just for us Mm -hmm. not just for the fans but for them
1: well you might be forward thinking man I'm I'm, I'm hesitant because I'm just like I'm not sure but like maybe there's something to it that like maybe we are headed towards another big crash like we're looking at people like 800 people losing their jobs a week it seems and maybe like maybe the tides are turning maybe and Google coming into play here we've got a presentation coming up from them like big things are happening so maybe there's something that is required so that Nintendo's brand sticks above the rest where we've got more, more players than ever. It's easier to make games than ever. So maybe there, maybe it's becoming time to shake things up a little bit and, and, raise the bar.
0: Yeah. I think that if we go to square, I, I, I just feel like we should have some type of, and maybe it's just not square either. You know what Man, I mean? Like I think I'm there's a, back around on this. Yeah. Maybe there's a team that like says, Hey, we're going to float. And we're gonna go help all of our partners. Yeah. You know, because ultimately we we've been through the Wii U era. We know that we can't ride it by ourselves. We know we can't put push games out and, and I mean look at look at year Can two. Can you
1: imagine though? Like look at look at the conversation we're having versus when we first started the show. We're like, oh Please God. anybody God, put your games on our system.
0: Yeah, man. And now we're yeah. like,
1: hmm Maybe you want to work on that a little longer, maybe yeah. you maybe we don't want you to put every single idea that you've ever yeah. had onto our system. that's yeah. crazy look this that swing from pure desperation to like actually looking at closing the doors
0: and I'm not saying i'm not telling I'm not saying closed doors that's the one thing I don't want to come across is mm-hmm. but I feel like you need to have a stern conversation with them to just go. I think you need to put a little bit more. Qual- like right now is the time you go to them, and you go, "Hey guys, do you have any intentions of fixing Final Fantasy Nine? Like there's bugs in this game. The fans are complaining. The people that bought them are complaining. Do you have any intentions on fixing this?
1: Maybe there's another way to um, to reprimand them though. Maybe there's like maybe you get docked down the down the list of featured featured list
0: of bestsellers. Or- but I'm not saying dock them. I'm not saying doing anything. Only thing I'm saying is. Help them get their games better. That's all. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying tell people you can't bring the game. I'm not telling them. I'm just saying you go to them and you go, listen. You don't. Do you have an intention on fixing Final Fantasy Nine or not? If they say no, then you go. Okay, look. We want you to take. A, we want you. We, we understand what you're doing here. We want you to take mm-hmm. a harder look at seven before that comes. Is there bugs? in this version that you're planning on bringing. If there's okay, let's work together to right. fix this. But play that's play that scenario
1: out a little bit too though. These are games that are not exclusive to Switch. These are Squares launching these games on everything. So then you have a situation where Nintendo is the only the only publisher or platform holder holding these high standards. Mm-hmm. And then they go like well, I guess uh, if they're gonna make it tougher for us or even if we've got to jump through these these old school Nintendo hoops, we'll just Go back to where it's easy. Like I don't know, man. That's the short term.
0: But but are Sony and and Xbox helping them to get it better, and then turn around and go, "Hey, man, the better version's here." And people, you're gonna, you can't tell me that that Nintendo that if Nintendo would have gone to Square and said, "Hey, let's fix this and let's dress it up and Mm -hmm. make it better," and the fans heard that they did that. That more copies wouldn't sell on a Nintendo Switch than the other guys. We're Nintendo's already kicking the crap out of Xbox and Sony when it comes. I to... I don't disagree. To, to this is the only
1: time games. they'd be able to do that in twenty years. This is the yeah. only time they'd be able to play something like that.
0: Yeah, and, it, and to me, it's like, hey, look it. You need to trust us in the idea of like we've we're games are selling like crazy right now over mm-hmm. here. So let's make it a better version. So this way, the fans are happy. Like Maybe that's should the have thing that with
1: Morphe's Law, Bobby. That's another one, too.
0: (laughs) Uh, Nobody...
1: I love that's another one. Nobody talks about Morphe's Law. Nobody cares. That uh, was such a
0: mistake. Well, that's the problem. Oh, my gosh, Bobby. But, I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, you look at it, right? And you go, like, what do we do? It's just... I just think... I'm I'm upset about this particular game. um, Because I was really super excited to play it. Um, I did buy it. I bought it right away, day day one. Um, But I'm disappointed because of all the complaints that are coming out. And it's like, man, this is just as bad as the PC version. It's the same exact bugs. Everything's a problem. It's like, man, I was so looking forward to jumping into this mm-hmm. and pushing forward. And I still will, but it's like, I just feel like as a consumer, it bothers me a little bit as in a situation of, if we ran Nintendo, it's like, I'm not saying we tell them not to do business. I'm just saying, we say, let's work. Together I know. That's
1: not what you're saying. Things. I'm just, what I'm saying is that that's the way it will be interpreted. Is okay who, If you make though? it by by anybody making a game who codes to Nintendo where it previously and where everybody else is saying like essentially self-publish and Nintendo saying like, ah, 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 you better step it up. They, they hear that message and they go like, well, screw you. And I get what you're saying about like Switch is selling like hotcakes and games are selling more on that system. So this is really the only time ever that a publisher may go, you know what? I really, really do need my game on Switch in order for to make things work out here. But I do think that there's going to be quite a few uh, individuals who respond to that, that rule and go, thanks, no thanks.
0: And that's that's what I'd be worried about. Don't you think it's a bigger issue if the games aren't fixed than if they are? I
1: think it's it's on the publishers. I don't think that it's impacting Nintendo nearly as much. Again, like, the the things that drive revenue for Nintendo, of course, are some of the third-party stuff. And, mm-hmm. of course, some of the... But it's the hardware... It's, I'm sorry, it's the accessories, and it's the first-party games that are lining those guys' pockets. And as long as Nintendo games are polished, then
0: what do they got to worry about, man? Who cares? I think they have to worry that they can't run it by themselves. And if... if- a company like Square that is hurting financially, mm-hmm. to me, this is just a cash grab. That's what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but for me, I look at it and go, okay, we have a company that's hurting. Let's try to help them get them better and stronger for the next version that comes out and the next game that comes out. I mean, dude, they publish. So do you do that for everybody or do you do that? Do you look I at would do Square it for, I, I would. I would use Square as the starting point. Yeah. Right? And then – I would go to Bethesda next. <laughs> and go, yeah. hey guys, you brought us you know, you, you you brought us these games and they're buggy. So, mm. let's work on fixing it. You know what I mean? Like, but I again, I wouldn't just stop and start there. I've always felt like why doesn't Nintendo help these third parties to make them better and to turn around and go like, "Hey, We're going to teach you compression. We're going to teach you some tricks and stuff to get you better. And I understand you don't want to give all your secrets away and all that stuff. But at the same time, it's like if you had a team go in and look at it, very similar to what Iwata used to do. Sure.
1: So the panic button has figured something out. Like the thing is that these aren't even like black magic tricks. Like it's, it's not like in some locked away secret cave somewhere. Yeah. There are developers who have figured this out. So maybe there's some something there maybe it's not even just directly from Nintendo but maybe through first second third parties or close third party
0: partnerships I mean you think today, about but. it right now right we're in a situation where epic games figures out how to how to do cross play right and then what do they do they put it together they put a package together and go yes. anybody that wants to figure out to do cross play here's a here's a package Go go make games yeah. cross play. That's the what I'm company, talking about. Nintendo didn't have to touch that at all. Yeah. The company that did voice chat for Epic Games, uh the Viox or whatever, Voyox or whatever, they did the same thing. They put a package together and they were like, hey, if you wanna make you know, if you wanna make voice chat work across games, here you go. Done. And I feel like it's this weird world that you're in where everybody just is doing things to help each other now. Where mm-hmm. it was a competition, and I think these game companies are starting to recognize we need to work together. We need to figure a way to help each other and do things rather than mine, 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 mine. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think it can t- lead to some crazy stuff.
1: Yeah. I, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna make this point and then we'll, and then I'll drop it. Yeah, what yeah. if What if Okay. So we are we this show is on iTunes. Mm-hmm. on on apple podcasts and whatnot um Mm -hmm. there the argument could be made that some podcasts are better than others some podcasts Mm -hmm. go up with uh janky audio without with bad music Mm -hmm. with this that and the other thing kids crying in the background for god's sakes what would like what if apple came down and said like nope fix that before you publish it on on our system Nope, you can't. This is allowed. I wouldn't this have a allowed. problem.
0: Okay, so so, so let's, or let's help, take that. Or
1: let me help you. Actually,
0: that would be kind of nice. If Apple, exactly. Know. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe what if what if Apple said, we need to go through a screening process first? Yep. And then they come to you and go, man, Actually, your audio I mean, just, is off. This is what you need to do. This is how you do compression. This is how you get your, it's your just file sizes down. so much, if, Bobby. It's if, so much. But, but here's the thing, Sean. If they were to turn around... And I'm not saying they would do it to us, right? Obviously. I guess, the, I guess the way to explain it would be this. Let's say that we are on iTunes and yeah. we're doing our thing. And we decide we want to go to Google Play, right? Mm-hmm. And Google Play listens to our podcast and we they go, hey, man, you got like 50 episodes in the tank here. Yeah. right? You got 50 episodes in the can. They're really bad. They sound bad. Not they're bad. They sound bad. Yeah. We're going to help you fix that. If you want to, you can still come in, you can still do what you want to do, but we feel like it's in your best interest and in our consumer's best interest. If you come in and you go, hey, this is what you got to do. Try this. Try this. Try this. Try this. Or here's a packet that has everything in it. Mm -hmm. You need to go through it and, and fix your show. And I feel like I wouldn't have an issue then. If they're saying to me, now you need to fix it before you come here, and don't tell me how to fix it, that's a bit of an issue. Right. But if, if they're turning around and going like, we're going to show you the way, that's a different ball game. you're talking about. You're not talking about like, hey, there's a gate, don't come in. You're talking about, hey, there's a gate, but come in. And we're going to teach you how to make this right.
1: It, it would almost be like a GDC hosted by Nintendo on like, here's how you make exactly. games for like you would almost host the thing and make it yeah. make it fun. Mm.
0: I mean, yeah, a, I'm
1: not it, I'm not all the way there, but you got me a little further than I thought I you think,
0: would. I think that um, look, it would it ever happen? Hell, no! It's never going to happen. Nintendo is not that type of company to to that degree they're mm-hmm. they're a good company, and they do try to do a lot of good things and they're definitely changing their ways right now, but I don't see them ever doing something like this. Yeah. they got their secrets that they're going to keep for the to the end of time. It's just the way they do things, but I feel like the company that does do something like this helps themselves I mean you think about it like how well, uh, we'll get into that later. I'm not gonna really. That's I mean, something I shouldn't be talking about. So, <laughs> I started to go down a path, and I was like, I gotta stop. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So we're, I think we've wrapped it up. I think I think you're kind of quasi against it. I'm kind of more for it. But I think ultimately, I obviously I, the benefits. I obviously yeah. like that that is yeah. obvious to me. Yeah. I just yeah. It it plays out differently. Okay. So so, so let's do this. Let's let's try to wrap it up into a bow. My side is I'm saying I would create a team. Your side is saying you would do nothing at all. I think the most that I might do is is
1: host, like throw a conference three days, mm-hmm. go have sessions. This is like learn from some of the best in Nintendo and become a leader in that space. That's
0: not a bad idea, honestly. That's not a bad idea.
1: I think I just don't know exactly. I don't know anything about what those sessions might be, but it would be very interesting. Like GDC is like everybody, yeah. but if there's like if Nintendo goes gdc but like if anybody's interested on in, like make, taking your games to the next level on a Nintendo system like that's some like but like puffing your chest out yeah. and like strutting around kind of stuff like we are so great and you want to be on our system so yeah. bad yeah. that we're going to teach you how to stand above the rest because we know there's a problem and rather than we basically have two choices we shut things down and then we 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 Close the uh, the flow of games coming out on our system or I think what your point is, just make everything better yeah. instead of just trying to shut things out that suck. Make yeah. the things that suck, make them into gold. That it's might true. be a better strategy overall, man.
0: That's true. That's true. Mm. I like that better. I do like that better than what I was going with. Okay. Mm. So there we go. Look at that!
1: Look at that! We did it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So our our second topic: Nintendo just put out a demo this past week uh, for *Damon X Machina*, and it's with that demo, they also put out a survey. So, what I'm curious is, with surveys being distributed for *Damon X Machina*, um, what would what would we do if a game is close to shipping? And the survey results are bad. What is a reasonable amount of time to delay the game? So right now we're going through a situation where there's a lot of games being delayed. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that, obviously, if, if if you use the Octopath Traveler timeline, because that's the last time they did something very similar to this. In theory, if you believe the rumors, this game is supposed to ship in May. Yeah. So that's what are we like four months away, three months away, something three, like that. Yep, yep. So if the game is about to ship in three months, and they're putting this demo out to kind of get a feel for what people like, what they don't like. If what do we do if the game comes back and it's it's bad, it's got problems? Do we stop? Do you, you, mean, we've like, do you mean like Nintendo? What right now in this situation with this game, Nintendo? has said that this game is coming in 2019. So we, we say the game is coming out in 2019 because, because even though Octopath Tra- Octopath Travel was basically put out by Nintendo, it was produced by Nintendo, it was published by Nintendo. Like, yes, Square built the game, but Nintendo was working hand-in-hand with them on it the
1: I game. see what you're saying. Yep. So
0: in this particular game, this is a Nintendo game, right? Um, we're in a situation where they, they, Put out this survey to get the feedback from the fans after playing the demo. Do we shut it down and go? We're gonna have to delay this game a year. Um, because here's my here. Okay, so everything that I've heard so far with this game, it doesn't control good. And I've played the demo, and I and I believe in a lot of the stuff that these people are playing. It's very confusing. I just created my
1: character. He's very handsome.
0: <laughs> did you okay, so how much did you play of it though? That's it. I just I I tried to
1: get I tried to do something really, really quickly and I was not anticipating <laughs> having oh, to create a character. Yeah. So I was gonna try it right before we, we played tonight. But yeah. um maybe maybe on the train next week I might might get into it a little bit. But I've been hearing I've been I've been scared away by it actually. Yes. Because by everybody because people talking about it.
0: What I played was it felt like the controls were very clunky. I didn't feel like they were very fluid. Mm-hmm. Um it was very confusing to play the game. I didn't realize Where enemies were, I couldn't find them In the map Um, I didn't realize what the map was doing And, And it's weird Because you would think that there would be If we're doing a demo At least have more of a tutorial Especially with this type of game Where it's brand new, nobody's ever played This game before, it's not like it's an IP Like Splatoon 2 you know, like, we've already put out Splatoon 1. We know what it is. This isn't a sequel where we're like, hey, we've got to make the sequel better. It's something that's totally different. And I get what Nintendo's trying to do. Hey, here's a new IP. We need to figure out what people like, what they don't like. Let's put some fixes on it. But what do we do if this thing comes back and people are like, this is a dumpster fire, man. Like, this well, thing is really bad. The thing that I think the
1: way that the topic was phrased, which set me on a bit of a path when I was preparing for the show, was mm-hmm. what do we do if the survey results are bad? Yes. Which, like, we don't really see this too often. We don't really see game makers put out a game and then go, like, tell us what you think in a survey. We, they're always saying, like, provide us with your feedback. And so yeah. people usually take to Twitter and bitch and complain over there. Um, and I thought this was an interesting approach, man, because, like, for me as a, with a marketing background, like, I don't, I don't think that I would do, use a survey in this way. I think that, especially because, uh, my understanding from from game developers is that they know when a game is bad, and I feel like that's why they're doing the survey. I think what they're trying to do with the survey is not necessarily determine uh, whether or not a game should be delayed. They know really what needs to be worked on and what needs to be fixed, what is and isn't playing well. Well, I think the survey would actually allow them to do is refocus maybe their marketing efforts and get to know what people, what is clicking with people and what is not clicking with people so that when they have their messaging out about this game, they lean into the things that people are liking and they kind of shy away from the things that people aren't liking. I think that's really the only real change that you can get out of a survey at at this stage. Everything else, I think they know. I feel like they just, they know now that leads us into maybe the next part of the topic, which is what is a reasonable amount of time to delay a game. And that. I feel is not really in the, um, it's not because of the survey. I feel like it's just they need to get the game up, up to par. Speaking of the seal of quality, you know that it's gotta be, it's gotta be actually a decent game to play. So it's just a matter, like, I feel like surveys have more to do with the marketing side, but game developers know how to make, like, how to fix the controls. They know if it doesn't feel quite right.
0: Yeah, and I think that's mainly a big – or not mainly, but I think that's a big issue. I mm-hmm. think that um, they're in a situation where this thing is is bad, and they know it's bad, and they don't know – I think they're in a situation where they're like, hey, how do we actually fix this? How when we- is it
1: salvageable? You and I have talked about this before, and, and we've had developers on the show talk about how you don't even know – you can spend – all the time in the world developing this one key feature in a game and then you play it two years later because it's taking you that long to build it into the game. You're like, this isn't fun or it doesn't feel good or whatever it is. And then you got to kind of undo it. So I, that's why I thought it was quite interesting to see that the survey would steer the ship on this. And I I don't buy it. I really, I really don't. I think it's, I think it's a way to open themselves up and become vulnerable in a very transparent way, which I appreciate to say, we're we're still looking we're still searching we're still kind of like search soul searching a little bit on this yeah and i appreciate that i think in terms of um how long should this game be or what is a reasonable amount of time to to delay this game i think at this point and whatever it is that they need to do they should just fix it this yeah. game has not been something that we've been hearing about for a long, long time. It's yeah, far from like the crackdown situation that happened over on Xbox, where yeah. it just kept like years after years, or or, or worst of all, um, the Last Guardian or things like that. Yeah, like I think that they're still within the the realm of reasonability. Yeah, that they can probably like push.
0: Honestly, they could probably push this game a year. That's if, what if, I was going to say. Do you like? Do you feel a year is okay? I feel I like, think so. I feel like a year is okay. Anything after that, you're in trouble. I agree. I feel like you need to, if you're going to, I would almost say after playing that demo, and I don't know what build that demo was. I don't know if that's a close to finished build or if that's a very early build. Mm -hmm. Not really sure. Um, I mean,
1: it gets into an interesting conversation that we don't really dive in. That's why I love this show so much because I think some of these things that we are pretty flippant about, like, oh my God, just just make this game so great. Just work on it until the end of time, until it's amazing and perfect, like whatever that even means in game development. Like there comes a time where you got to go, if we spend another day on this game, it's going to cost $25,000 or whatever it is. There's a monthly cost or there's a cost associated with more development time that at a certain point, you can just see like the cost go up and the profits go down. Yeah. And you just kinda have to make a call. You're like, well, this is the date. Yeah. And you're done and we're just gonna move on to the next thing.
0: Yeah. And I think that they've they're good. I think Nintendo's very good at that. Where I mean I like you look at a game like Star Fox Zero. Yeah. And I feel like that was the same situation. They looked at mm-hmm. it, they did delay that game a little bit. And they looked at, at certain it, and they point, were just they like, just- Finally, they're just like, this is as good as it's going to get. Let's get it out there. Mm-hmm. That, that little bit of work that you're going to do isn't going to make it a million seller. Mm-hmm. Games aren't selling on the Wii U anyway. Just get it out the door.
1: Well, this relates to
0: the first topic about making games of a
1: certain quality that people expect yeah. out of Nintendo. And they did, they acted upon this with Metroid. And maybe maybe they're, they're kind of opening up a little bit on, on this game. Yeah. Maybe they're just hinting. That, mm, that's a pretty tight timeline considering where they're at with it. Yeah. but who knows man who knows when the final cut of that game was or the, or the demo was yeah um maybe they're further along i don't necessarily buy that every time no, that i've I seen that, that every time i've seen like we get a lot of betas these days we get a lot of alpha access and people are like well it's just the you know that was that was from a, a version of the game that was cut like six weeks ago or whatever and it's like yeah. that's i don't know man that's not a lot of time when games no. are being created over
0: like four years or I something i think i, and you're I remember about hearing a slice uh, time. I think I remember hearing Luke say something about Anthem, that there was – somebody was complaining about a demo and the build, and he mm-hmm. was like, well, it was only it was like six weeks ago or whatever. And like Luke was saying almost to the idea of like, well, there's a lot of time left that they could fix it, like six weeks a lot of time. But the thing is, is if the build was six weeks,
1: mm-hmm. that means they've
0: been working for six weeks. What have they been doing for those six weeks? And I Well, they work like, on the final build. They work on the final build, of course. Yeah, I, I get that. I understand that. But, like, that that time, I don't feel like... I feel like six weeks isn't a lot of time to do major changes. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like a build that's six weeks ago... If it was a build that was six months ago, then you go, oh, my God, they've, they've made so many drastic changes in that time. But a six-week build, there's not a lot of time that's changed. And mm. that's my curiosity with this particular thing, is this... Is this like a build that was six months ago? Yeah, where they've been working this entire time, and maybe they're just going like, maybe it's a situation where the developer or the or the director was just like, "Hey, man, we made these changes. We feel like these are strong changes. Present it to people. And if I'm wrong, then I'll go back and do your changes. You
1: mm-hmm. know what I'm saying?
0: Like, an example is like, in the best example I'll use is, is Zack Snyder, um, where. He was he was putting out – this is why I'm saying that he was putting out a movie, right? And then the studio came back and was like, here's the changes we want you to make. And he's going, I don't believe in these changes. I don't think yeah. you should make these changes. And the studio's like, nope, you have to make these changes. If you don't, we'll get someone else in here that will make the changes that we want. Yeah. And maybe it's one of those situations where the director of the game was going like, I believe in this game the way it is. And prop Nintendo could be saying, like, well, let's put it out to the people. Let's put a build out and see what they come out and, and mm-hmm. say.
1: And he That's could have been taking it to That's one direction. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're yeah. just
0: like, hey, we don't believe in this. You know, and he might I mean, I don't know. I don't know why Nintendo would do something. I, I do know that, like, with Octopath, they put the demo out. But that was so far after. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like... That game was so far after, which makes me think that the leak that came out that said that this game was supposed to be coming out in May is probably wrong. Because if that game comes out in May, what does this survey do for you? That's what I'm saying. Survey does nothing
1: for you. In terms of game development, but maybe marketing.
0: Yeah. I don't maybe, know, man. Maybe. I just know that I just pray ultimately that that game that i played that demo i played is a is an old build because that game is not fun but how many times do we
1: get to see like a demo that that shows up kind of weak and then we get the final game and it's like oh my god this thing is completely blowing my mind like that never happens never and as we as we get a little bit more ingrained and we start to see a little bit more behind the curtain on a lot of these game developments. Like we're really seeing a lot these days with, yeah. especially with like these Kotaku reports and things we get to see more than, than we would have in the past. And so I, what I would like to see, I don't know if it's in podcast world or something like we need a little bit more education as fans and like what we should be expecting. You think we'd actually maybe would have figured it out by now that we would have realized that when a game is, it has a beta, and the final version is coming out in four weeks. It's like that's pretty much the game. Like that you're not really. You, we should be really um, setting our expectations a little bit more appropriately. That yeah. when we play a beta, it's like that is like ninety six percent of the way there, or whatever yeah. the number is. It kind of just trying to convey that like yeah. you're you shouldn't be expecting like this vast ho- overhaul. By the time the game actually True. comes out, so I don't know, man. I don't know what I'm waiting for for that to find like click into people's minds. But I do think that conversations like these help that for sure. Yeah. We need to just kind of it takes a little bit of exploration and and discussion and dialogue. And it would be really great to, you know, have some of these stories uncovered by the J, um, Jason Schreiers of the world. Yeah. So just I don't know. I would like to see would, more of that.
0: I would like to see with this particular game. I'm curious. What tale gets told when it's all said and done? Well, well,
1: this this will be yet another example. If the if the May release is real and the game very likely will roll out in the way very similar form to to the way it looks like now, then it's another example that we will have to remember from now on about. That's just what you're. What you should be expecting. Yeah. That, that there's not a whole like Anthem, which just came out on, on the other systems. Um, one of the biggest changes they made from the beta or the demo they called the demo to the final releases, you could run in the main like the the, the your main home world. That's it. That's one of the biggest differences. You can hold down a sprint button that's the type of differences that we're looking (laughs) at you guys like that's you know what i mean like maybe they fix a typo in a in a menu or something like that like that's that's the level that we're talking about
0: yeah i think this thing to be honest with you playing this game again the controls are clunky they need to fix the ui there's some i want to try it for myself there's some issues.
1: I believe There's you guys. But, yeah. It's a wonder how any Kirby game gets released, you know? They, the fact that they ever. That released-
0: is all. Thank you <laughs> for listening to another yeah, but- <laughs> episode of If We Ran Nintendo. Uh, be sure to check out everything that Sean Capri is doing over on the internet. Um, you can follow him, Sean Capri, over on Twitter. Sean Lake Connery, Capri like The Pants. Check out his uh, Twitter chat or his Twitch channel. He kind of came back. You're doing a lot of Twitch stuff now. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, Go check that out. Go give them a follow over there on Twitch. Check me out over on Twitter at Nintendo Gurus. That is all. Uh, Peace out, Preston. That was our best show yet, Bobby.